I'm the Sparkle Master. I make a sparkle. Hello there! Welcome to our little alcohol-fueled joyride, folks. I'm Dr. Seeker, your friendly controller, and a heck of a bartender if I do say so myself. But let's not talk about me, let's talk about you. You're about to head into an audio journey through the adult side of Disney. Let's talk about booze. Pour it. Drink it. The adult humor can get a bit rough out there, so the alcohol will numb the senses. Flash photography? I wouldn't. It alters the tastefulness of the nudes you should be sending, and that's not good. Oh, and one more thing. I know it sounds sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared, be Hey, Three Sheets Nation, this is a special weekly episode of uh, Three Sheets to the Mouse. It's just me and Scott tonight. We're hanging out. Um, we have a little extra time, and we wanted to give you the opportunity to hear uh, Scott's opinion on last week's episode. I know he missed it, um, but I know he also listened to it. And uh, Scott's an opinionated guy. He's got the hair. He's got got the face. Look at him. He's smelling his whiskey. He's 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 a sweetheart. He's a he's a smart guy. He's like a, he's our Einstein. He's our uh, he's gonna drop the nukes on you tonight, dude. That, um, that is a that is a heavy intro. It but is I a hope, heavy in- Look, I missed you all last week, and uh, I just wanted to you know Trent and I were literally just hanging out. We decided you know what, let's hit record and see what happens. So, well, and that's the thing is that. Last week's show was a was a top three episode, and and we all gave our our top threes on a lot of issues or opinions or 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 restaurants or rides, and um, I think a lot of people want to know your opinion as well. So it it, it gets down to the point where I'm going to ask you some questions and you're going to answer them. Uh, I'm going to give you some top threes and you're gonna you're gonna throw them at us. So last week you guys did uh, a bunch of tops, tops, top lists, top, as Mike, top, top threes, as Mikey calls them, top lists. It's like it's like fucking uh, sports Disney. Yeah. Wait, no. It, yeah, sports Disney, center, Disney sports yeah. center kind of thing. Dis- Disney center. Yeah, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, so we, we we did some some lists and we wanted your opinion. I feel like the listeners want to know what you think. So well, we'll go back to let's go back two weeks ago when. You wanted to throw out a top three quick service at the end of a two-hour episode, and I definitely wanted to save that because that was a fun thing. Um, so that one, that one, I definitely have some opinions on. There's there's a lot of people that have opinions on quick service because, quite honestly, it's it's the kind of like the go-to food when you don't have an ADR, when you don't have time to sit down for, and honestly, almost every single ADR these days tends to be like a two-hour meal. Like and dinner it, Dinner takes like does. an hour and a half, two hours. But quick service, I feel like it's much more accessible. It is. For a lot of families. It is. Absolutely. You have kids, and it's not, I don't want to say quality, but the problem is, is there's a lot of quick services that I know about that are much more high quality than a lot of, 
table services mm-hmm. that I've been to. And, and, and that is really sad in Disney standards. But also, if we can help people out and give them the higher quality quick services, I mean, right? Yeah. So, so, so what? let's so, hear your top three quick services in the world, Scott. Well, before we start, we missed a crucial part of tonight's episode or tonight's special. Right. What are you drinking? Because, <laughs> I mean, well, this, this all started from drinks, right? It, it did. It did. And um, I, I was channeling my inner my inner Tim. So I was at the store earlier. I got some Calumet. I saw Calumet on the, on the shelf. And um, I was like, oh, shit, what's next to it? It's the Calumet Single Rack Black. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be my favorite bourbon that I've ever had. It's good, man. Uh, and for the price, it was about fifty bucks, which is, I mean, fifty not bucks bad. is a, is is. I mean, and for certain people, it's a substantial amount of money. Well, here's I mean, the, here's I, I say the all stars, so so don't judge me. But I spend money on bourbon. Well, but here's, this, great. here's the thing. Think of it this way: you buy a bottle of wine that lasts you a couple hours, right? Right. Okay. A bottle of wine is like ten bucks. If yeah. you were to buy, I mean, a, yeah. If you were to buy, you know. Five of those bottles of wine, that's 10 hours of drinking. A bottle of whiskey should last you, uh, you know, if, if you have a uh, if you have a, a stock, a, right, a couple months right. of a, a couple months worth of drinking. Well, I only buy one at a time. So this this bottle of Calumet will probably last me two and a half weeks. Right, which is more than 10 hours of drinking. Oh, absolutely. This so. is going to last me two shows. Um, this show, no, three shows, probably this is this show, that's, our show on Sunday, and next Sunday show. That's probably so, ten hours right there. Absolutely, well, fuck, yeah. I mean, if I wasn't such a long-winded asshole, it would probably be slower, <laughs> but, um, I like to, I like to hear the sound of my own voice. Um, except when I have to, to, to give edit reviews. So, Scott, now that we're through what we're drinking, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I'm drinking, what did, what did you call this, uh, licking, a charcoal asshole? Uh, no, 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 it was a charcoal grill going ass to mouth with me. Yeah, so this is Ardbeg 10, it is, um, there is nothing more Isla than Ardbeg, it is one of the peatiest whiskeys you will find, it is, uh, what they do, uh, give you a little background real quick, uh, something I couldn't do on the show, um, Isla whiskeys... Whiskey on Isla is made by peating the malt. What they do is they soak it in water in order to germinate a little bit, and that releases the fl- the the sugars, the flavors, and all that. And then you have to stop that that malting of the barley. And by stop by in order to do that, you have to dry out the malt with smoke and fire. What they do is they use peat. Peat is essentially dirt in, in on this island, and they carve it out. And then they they fire it in a kiln, and then that smoke uh, smokes the malt. It bur- it dries out the, the malted barley, and then they use that to distill, and it gives it it this really smoky iodine campfire flavor, and it is just glorious. Trent doesn't think so though. Because- so remember that shooters. The next time that your significant significant other asks you to rim their ass. Say, uh, well, I'd rather drink whatever Scott was drinking on the last podcast. But it's not nutty. It's the it's, same thing. But it's not nutty. It's it's. Smoky. It doesn't taste like a copper penny. No, it's it's smoky. 
It's like uh, it's like a campfire. It tastes like 409 and uh, <laughs> a wood pellet grill were uh, coming in your mouth. <laughs> I guess, man. You're, I you're in a porno, and a wood fire grill is just going to give you a huge facial. I love so, it. Scott, now that we're through what we're drinking, and you're pouring more of that god-awful fucking chemically tasting... It looks like white wine, but it tastes like you're chewing on Bigfoot's dick that's been burnt for 10 to 12 hours on a real on a real crisp fire. It looks like white wine because it's one non-chill filtered and there's no color added. A lot of whiskeys add E150 caramel coloring to give it a darker darker fl- uh, color because people associate with darker whiskey better quality. And we don't like we don't like artificial colors, right, Scott? I don't mind that because the Dalmore series, they use E-150, and it doesn't affect the flavor whatsoever. So, right, but we don't, we don't like artificial artificial colors. I feel like that's – it's just not organic, right? But you know what? The taste I'm, is, I'm just kidding. I don't give a fuck. The taste is still there. People that shit on Dalmore <laughs> – uh, and, and, and you go back you go back to our special with Daniel Whittington, the whiskey sommelier from the Whiskey Vault. Uh, people that shit on Dalmore are just bullshit. Well, this to say people that, that don't like artificial colors or yeah. gluten. So you, anyways. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, Scott, um, my first question of last week's episode was your top three quick services in Walt Disney World. Um, so, if you say Cosmic Rays, I'm going to hang up the Skype call immediately. God, no, man. You don't like that that frog alien son of no, a bitch singing no. and to I, you and playing and the I'm, piano? I'm glad that no one no one chose that. I, I was I was definitely Thank surprised. God. I was going to quit the show. I wasn't I wasn't really surprised with any of choices there. Um, for my top three, I think my all right. So you wanted people to go three to one, and that's that's perfectly acceptable because that's the way it should go. So my number three would have to be sunshine seasons i really like that it's a good breakfast place good lunch place it's it's a it's, great everyone gets what they want yeah it's it, nothing nothing bad there nothing is horrible there the weird thing is it smells like pepperoni pizza and they don't even serve it you walk it you walk it you walk in the land and it smells like pepperoni yes it's i mean there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of meat and fat getting yeah, getting seared. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. You go to three to one. Um, we we went to the other format. You got a little muddy. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we're just you though. So let's go. So What's my number, number two. My number two. Uh, my number two. God, this is this is tough because I want to say, Yak and Yeti quick service, and I know you hate that. Uh, I I only hate it because I had the one experience and it was not wonderful and everyone everyone else i talked to us says it's great i don't know if i had a bad i need to try it again maybe you just had a bad day like, it tasted like the tyson chicken nuggets out of a bag that you literally open the bag and put in the fucking microwave and they threw some some fucking veggies on there and it was thir- the problem was it was fucking 13 or 14 dollars but 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 those are so good when you're hung over <laughs> But I wasn't. That's the problem. <laughs> Maybe I that's the problem. <laughs> I didn't have a motivation. <laughs> I didn't have that I'm hungover, so let me eat these. It was, hey, we just want an Everest, and I, w- I need a lunch before we head over to Pandora, and this is fucking garbage. And yeah. Stephanie wasn't bad, but mine was very 
Buffalo Wild Wings, Boneless Wings-esque. See, and I'm if okay that, with that because I love B-dubs. Well, the one here makes me want to burn the building to the ground. So, so but but I did not go with that because my so. number two, um, and, and this wasn't mentioned at all, is Tangerine Cafe. Where's that at? In Morocco, in Epcot. Ah, I've never, I've only, I, I've only passed by, I've never had that. So, so yeah. So, tell us a little bit about it. Let me, let me tell you a little bit about Tangerine Cafe. It is a good quick service place. Um, I have a son who has a diet of chicken nuggets, pasta, white cheese pizza, and grilled cheese sandwiches, and that's oh, so it. Oh, so he's Jewish-Italian. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Wendy's. Any any chicken nuggets, really. But Wendy's are his favorite. The Tangerine mm. Cafe has a kid's meal with chicken nuggets that are spiced in, in Moroccan spices, and they kind of taste like Wendy's chicken nuggets. Well, Wendy's got rid of the spicy chicken nuggets, and I wanted to also burn that building to the ground. No, no, these aren't these aren't spicy. They're like the the spiced chicken nuggets that Wendy's. No, no, has no, no I get what basis. you're talking about. I was just mentioning Wendy's. So, if Wendy's is listening, get on your fucking shit. But they're they're amazing, and he ate the shit out of them. So that was that was one a go to for me. But also, we love Morocco though, like as a whole. I mean, I, Morocco. I, I love the Morocco is the most underrated country in the World Showcase. Oh, absolutely. If they have had a great a ride, bar. Those fucking mixed drinks at that bar that's right on the water are so underrated. Spice people, Road Table. Pe- people completely pass by Morocco because they go, oh, Morocco, who gives a shit? That's not a name that I understand or recognize. Yeah. But if it's, you stop in new. Morocco, it's not busy, and the drinks are strong, and they're great. So what I the only, the only dish I've ever gotten in Morocco is the uh, shawarma lamb platter. Um... It's essentially, if you've ever had a gyro or yiddo. Uh, yeah, people, it's one of my favorite foods of all time. Yeah. It's essentially a yiddo. They've got hummus, uh, tabula, uh, couscous salad, and then Moroccan bread, which is kind of like pita, pita bread. It's non. It's, it's kind of non-ish, yeah. It is a wonderful platter. I love it. I love that. That That is the only thing I've had there, and I will get that almost every time. I would like to try the chicken and lamb shawarma, which is a combination of the two, because it right. looks good. It smells good in there, and Casa Beer is awesome. You can't go wrong with a Casa Beer. So then, my number one, and um, I don't think there's a better place for quick service than Magic Kingdom. I think Magic Kingdom is is suited best for quick service. <coughs> so, my number one for Magic Kingdom is Columbia Harbor House. It is yeah. it is one place we always go if we need a bite in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, the runner up for that would be uh, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, Sleepy Hollow refreshments. You guys talked about it. The chicken and waffle sandwich from from a few years ago, they brought it back, is killer. You know, nobody ever talked about it on the show because you guys never had it, but my God, it is one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. I kid you not. I mean, I love chicken and waffles. Being from the South, I mean, we have plenty of restaurants here that brunch, the big, the big seller is fried chicken, waffles, Maple syrup and mustard. 
a, a good spicy mustard, and I've never had it. Is the you know that's the huge issue is that everyone talks about it. I've never fucking been there. You know, it, it's weird because the um, they used to have the sandwiches only available during certain times of the day, but now they have them. I think almost um, all day long. The sweet and spicy chicken waffle sandwich. It's eight ninety nine. It is. Wonderful. They've added hand-dipped corn dogs, pretzel dogs, funnel cake with powdered sugar. It's great. Definitely go there. Well, Magic Kingdom needed that, though. Totally. I mean, name name the other good quick service besides Pecos Bills and Columbia Harbor House in Magic Kingdom. I haven't been to Pecos Bills since they updated the menu. Um, and I'm going to say, I know you guys t- shat on it a little bit, but I do love Casey's Corner. But, uh, you know, baseball. <sighs> I love hot dogs when I grill them at home. The problem is I'm not paying $10 for a hot dog just because I'm somewhere that I love. And the problem is, too, is that Pecos Bills also removed the guacamole from their Fixins bar, which I was listening to a podcast earlier that was a recent podcast. I don't know if they didn't know or not that the guacamole got taken off of the fixins bar at um yep pecos bills so the thing is is that disney is is cutting a lot of corners yeah not to mention casey's corner so the problem that i have with that leading back to casey's corner is that at, at what point do they lower the quality of the hot dogs at casey's corner because well, right now they're decent you get that decent snap from the casing you know, and that's where everyone looks for a hot dog. So if you like hot dogs, there's there's people that love hot dogs, and there's people that think that they're gross. And the people that love hot dogs want that hot dog that has that snap casing. They want that sweet pork flavor. They want that, that crispy, caramelized outside on that casing. But how long before Casey's Corner becomes a cheap chicken product buy meal fucking hot dog? So we're, we're, we're probably going to start a fight here, but how do you... like? Obviously, Casey's has the, you know, different uh, specialty hot dogs during the year. Like, the last time I was there, they had, like, a Korean barbecue dog with, like, kimchi and stuff. And I was like, nah, I'm okay with that. I wanted the the chili cheese dog with, like, pulled pork on it. That's what I wanted. Um, let's start a fight. Yeah, how do, you, how do you take a hot dog? Like, where I'm from? No, what do you, yeah, what do you put on it? My preferred, if I had my ultimate. Um, so you're not gonna like this. I put mayonnaise in the bun before I put the hot dog on. I'm okay put with the, that. Put the hot dog on. Ketchup. Yep. Hot sauce. I could pass on that. Crumbled potato chips. That'd be good. And feta cheese. That's weird. <laughs> the last one you got me you got me with the last that's one. my ultimate hot dog um i'm down with the mayonnaise uh because i'm from california and mayonnaise goes on everything um but for me like when we go to so we have a place here in new jersey called ruts hut it's famous for deep fried hot dogs they deep fry them they're delicious and i get looks every time i put ketchup on a hot dog because in the northeast it's mustard and mustard only, and that's it. That's all they put on it. So for me, a hot dog is, and and I go back, again, baseball, Dodger dogs, uh, ketchup, mustard, relish, and raw onions. 
See, I'm not a relish guy. I, I do, I'll do raw onions, but if I'm doing raw onions, it's going to be yellow mustard, sauerkraut, and raw onions. Mm, sauerkraut and hot dogs. So, so I'm go, I go very regional. So the thing is, I like everything. I'm a fat piece of shit. So the problem is, is that I can't, I can't mix the regions. No, I, do, I, oh, I don't disagree with you. There's nothing I I'm doing a I Chicago won't... dog, I'm doing a Northeast, or I'm doing my Southeast fucking ketchup potato chip shit. So, like, yeah, I'll do your Northeast shit. I'll do sauerkraut and mustard and onions. Mm-hmm. Or I'll do just mustard. But I'm not mixing this shit. So, but whatever mood I'm in, and then the people behind me want to give me looks, and I'm like, fuck you, I like everything. Yeah. Don't judge me while I'm doing the one thing that I'm doing right now. See, that's why you gotta go to Pink's. They have, like, 25 different hot dogs. Pink's sounds like a strip club. Now, Pink's in Los Angeles is a hot dog joint. It is If outrageous. Pink's is in Los Angeles, it sounds even more like a strip club. It does sound like a strip club, but it's not. It, it is a hot dog stand. It is amazing. Go, it's glorious. Go to go, Pink's. Go we to have Pink's. The, we, have the, we have the best wieners in the city. <laughs> like... Right, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So what was what was your next your next top three guys? All right, the next top three, or one of them. We'll just go through a couple of them. So Scott, my next favorite top three that we did was top three songs from the Disney universe that are sung by characters in Disney movies. Now, and and we kind of we kind of convoluted it with uh, Pixar characters. Or anything in the Disney universe that's sung by a character. What are your top three with those? Oh, so this one, this one, I definitely got some. Uh, I definitely got a crossover with Adam because um, my number three is definitely uh, Hercules Go the Distance. It's sung by Hercules in the movie. Um, I just haven't seen this enough. Oh, it's such a good movie. It really is. Um, it gets lost because. This is about the time that Disney was doing a lot of direct-to-DVD shit. And so Hercules kind of got lost in the shuffle between the what I call the renaissance of uh, Disney animation, which is Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, and then into the Pixar area of, like, Toy Story and all of those. So it was, like, right in between all of that. I think, I actually think, Pixar or uh, Toy Story and Hercules came out probably within a year of each other, but Hercules Go the Distance is my number three. Um, wonderful song. the The track that they use in Wishes was always one of my favorite parts. Um, absolutely love that one. Uh, number two, uh, man, it's so hard to pick just three top songs. Number two is probably ha- would probably have to be, um, like I think this is getting harder to pick a number two than a number three because there's so many I want to pick here. My number two would be Gaston. I absolutely love that song. Really? No, I mean it's a good song and I do love it, and I do love Gaston, but it's, that's not what I expect you to say. It's a fun song to sing with like group of people around you. It's basically a drinking song, so. I think that I think I would choose that one because it's kind of like you're in a bar with your friends and you're drinking and you're just telling stories through song. And so, yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Gaston as my number two. Gaston is one of my favorite characters. I'm very much not identified because he doesn't have a huge beard and no hair, but um, Gaston is very manly 
And I know in the end he comes out a loser, but I also feel like a loser a lot of the time. So <laughs> we'll 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 identify at this point. He um That's 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 a good choice. So what is your number one Disney song that's sung by a character in the movies? Oh, this this is no question. I mean and, and everybody everybody who's listening should know what I'm about to say here. And that's Feed the Birds. It is it is my favorite Disney song of all time. There's absolutely no question about it. Feed the Birds, best Disney song ever. Ever. Also is also is Walt's favorite. So Scott, for everyone that doesn't know where that song is from, can can we get an explanation? Well, I mean if you've been living under a rock since 1963, sure. Um, yeah, a lot of us are born after that, so Well, so I was too, but uh, Feed the Birds is sung by Julie Andrews, who is probably one of the Disney's best singers of all time. And, and the 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 tragedy that happened to her voice is absolutely horrific, and, I'm, and it, we've lost a treasure because of it. But she sings Feed the Birds. It was written by the Sherman Brothers uh, for the movie Mary Poppins. It is a wonderful song about stopping and just taking a second to look around you and appreciate the little things in life. It's a bag, toppins, 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 a bag. Um, and that's kind of what the movie's about. So if you've ever seen Mary Poppins, it is it is the story of um, recapturing your youth, recapturing family, and learning to put the grind of work aside to spend time with your family and be part of life and instead of just going through the motions and that's what this song is really about so there's there's no question and I'm shocked shocked that none of you guys mentioned it on the show it's I think the problem is is that we all appreciate the classics but at the same time the thing that first pops into our head is the more modern movies and you can't blame us for that you're the only old soul i think on the yeah, show yeah probably i mean I, I look i'm a nostalgic person i i i've been told this a time and time again every time my boss walks into my office listening to miles davis i'm an old soul i like the old stuff so but i i do think but a lot of people didn't know who powerline was and that also made me real sad by the way. I'm shocked that Tim and Adam didn't un, didn't know who Powerline was right off the bat because that that is one like, and maybe it's because I grew up as a kid in the '90s and oh my God, watched we, Goof we Troop and watched it. the Goofy movie, oh, and Goofy movie was... so Powerline I, I knew who that was. I mean, like I don't know the song off the top of my head because I haven't I watched sing, the movie in a long I could time, sing but I knew every who it word was. word for word anytime you wanted, brother. You're such that, a millennial. I have it on my phone. I can play it right now. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Let me drop it right now. Let's go to our next topic and keep this show going so it's not a regular length episode. <laughs> It'll be a special uh, length. Yeah, uh, you know, but it, it might turn into that. So don't stop listening, guys. Um, so Scott, your top three 
underrated attractions in Disney World? Oh, that's easy. Uh, number three is Tiki Room. I think people just pass by it. Um, I number, do. I've never, I've never done it. Number two, I will say, is Dinosaur. I do think that it doesn't get the love that people give to it now that Pandora and Everest is open. It's never um, gotten the love. Dinosaur's never gotten the love. I love, I love Dinosaur. Great, great ride. I wish it didn't break down as much, and I wish it wasn't as dark. It's I think very it's a, dark in there. They've made it darker recently, which is... Because, well, because animatronics stopped working. I get that. But the problem is, is that it breaks so much, it's a very difficult ride system. The well, ride so, system that they have designed for it is very, very... Temperamental. Tech- it's temperamental. I mean, well, it's the same thing it's They, the same they thing have to have a lot of people to work on it all the time, and they don't have the people, because everyone... Disney's been cutting back, let's be honest. Disney is cutting back in every aspect, and we can only assume that they're cutting back in their mechanical engineers that are working on these rides. So the problem is, is that Disney is so, or Dinosaur is so mechanic necessary heavy that it's not getting the attention that it needs. Well, and and, and look, uh, you know, not to plug another show that I do listen to, but uh, Jim Hill and Len Testa were talking about this on the Disney Dish. Bob Chapik is a robot is is, well he is a robot but the reason he is where he is is because he's cut costs at disney world so much for maintenance issues that he's made the company money and that's why he's kind of favored with bob Iger. but he has directed he has directed people to or mechanics to be less intensive to repair things less to make do with what you got and kind of find a way around it and while that's fine it's you not do fun. have to. That's well, not no, it's fine. It's it's a good idea, because you should strive people to do their best work at the cheapest, uh, at the least expensive uh, means possible. But you do have to put the money in to make sure these rides are operating at 100 percent capacity. So Scott, I I completely agree with what you're trying to say, but as as an HVAC tech, what I do my in my personal life, when you go and check a unit. And we, we do what, what's called PMs, which are preliminary checks. We check units uh, on on the, uh, the units we're checking. And we make sure nothing's wrong. You have to do preventative maintenance. Or I think PM might actually stand for preventative maintenance. I don't yeah. know. I'm a little drunk. Um, so you check for, you, you, know, you check what's wrong. Are these motors okay? Are the fan motors okay? Are there any yeah. leaks in the in the in the, in the uh, compressors? So the problem is, is that they're not paying the techs to do what they need to do. They're cutting hours on those techs, on those engineers no, that need I to be checking that. that shit. And the problem is, is that shit breaks and it's making customers unhappy. Well, which it is also s- it also what it also does is it also doesn't allow the rise to be operated on a hundred percent capacity or hundred percent operation, which makes people think days- that that the parks are busier than they yeah, are. And they're exactly. not. Exactly. The parks are not as busy as people think they are in the off-season. Disney is making it seem that way because the rides are not operating at capacity. You cut back ride operation. You save money. I know. But I, I, look, I've met Bob Jacobek. He's a nice guy. Well, you guy. should have kicked him in his dick because he's an asshole. No, he's, he's not a nice guy. He's no, not a nice guy. He's a nice he's person. A, he's a money-making he's a nice robot. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not he's a nice, a nice guy. person, but I don't believe in his directive. I, I think that he's doing a lot of bad things for Disney, Scott. So then my number he, one... He could be a nice underrated. guy. I could be a nice guy too, but I could still be a fucking huge asshole. <laughs> so right? then my number one underrated attraction... Um, 
I think it's Carousel of Progress. Oh God, you just you just said that. I did. I did. You said, you said the it fact, out loud. The fact that a lot of people just pass by it and don't do it, it's a shame because it's one of the last Walt Disney attractions. So, do you think it has anything to do with the last scene being thirty years out of date? Eh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's a look back in the past. I think it. I think it does matter. It's a look back in the past. Right, it could be a look back in the past if they made it to the original. Change that last scene to the original that was in the World's Fair. I I would like that. I think that'd be fun. But at the meantime, I I would I would be sad. I'd be sad to see this go. Um, it's it's a ride that I love, and I listen to the soundtrack on my iPhone whenever I whenever I go to sleep at night. I do listen to Disney Parks stuff on my on my iPhone or on my head my headphones and uh, yeah this would this would be sorely missed if it if it goes away so do you think it needs a refurb no because you can't refurb it because that's not Walt's yeah, unfortunately you know Brian Brian talked about it on on, on our uh, Marvel episode the parks becoming a museum unfortunately this is this is a museum piece. The, this is one of the one of the things that you can't really change too much. I think you could probably change the last episode, but keep the original three uh, to start, and then and then just finish up with a new new final scene. I'd be okay with that. So I want to throw some some shit at you for the the most underappreciated rides. Living with the land. Oh, totally underappreciated. That's that's a top five, absolutely. I love that ride. That is ride. That is a ride that we do at least two to three times a trip. Yeah, I mean it's amazing. We're doing we're doing the behind the scenes in April with Brandon Sydney, and it, it's one of those things that when people say, "Oh, you know, I, I have friends that go to Disney," and they're like, "What was that weird boat ride underneath the restaurant besides Soren?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's a good." I, one. I, I will fucking burn your house down. Like, what are you talking about? It's a good one. That's I one think the, we that's all one of the best rides that. in Disney, and yeah. and it's 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 very unappreciated in my opinion. And I, and I don't know if I mentioned it on the last episode, but um, I don't think it's under it's not underattended, it's underappreciated because people sit there and they ride through it because it's something to do while they wait for their their soaring fast pass. And and that's what I'm throwing at you. I'm just throwing some some yeah. And I should have done this with the earlier categories. Um. People mover. It's it's a to me that is a it's a good sit down, get off your feet, time killer. Um, you never have to wait in line for it. I don't know how you can't find it, Mikey. I really don't. Uh, I love it. Love people mover. So I'm gonna throw some new categories. I can't remember all the old ones, but we're gonna say. Um, Three attractions in Disney that you would get rid of right now with no repercussions. You wouldn't feel bad from three to three to one, three three attractions, be it shows, rides, anything that you would get rid of and and have no remorse. Alright. Uh finding Nemo the musical, I've I in ten year in uh eighteen years of going to Disney Disney World, or actually ten years of it being in existence, never found time to do it. Don't uh, I'm sorry. Bye, so Felicia. Have, with that, with that, with that, before you go to the next one, what if they made it into a Finding Dory? What if they devolved to a Finding Dory show? 
still wouldn't interest. You don't like you don't like the puppets. You don't like the show. Uh, it's it's a weird show, man. I'm sorry. I, See, I, I, I like back. it. I mean, I I agree. I I understand your opinion. I'm just saying I, I do think it needs to evolve. At this point, I think it needs to be a Finding Dory. It needs to be something. Um, but I, I understand your opinion. So go I, back I would to, go back to episode. I think uh, four: liars, snakes, and hobo naps. Never been on it. Ah, not missing much. Okay, let's go to your number two. Number two. Let's see. Uh, other rides I wouldn't miss. Um, I was gonna. I was trying to think of anything in Hollywood Studios, but there's only like four rides right now. No, there's <laughs> nothing in Hollywood Studios that can go away. Um, Come on, man. I feel like these are obvious. This is even a question that I had, and I feel like I could crush Ep- you in it. Epcot. Uh, Epcot's everything's necessary in Epcot. I like everything in Epcot. Nope, that's not true. What? The France movie, no one gives a shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could probably get... Well, China, you know what? China movie, no one cares. No, I like the China movie. I do like that one. Um, you could probably get rid of the two the two movies in France and Canada and replace them with an actual ride. There's there's enough land, and obviously now we know that Ratatouille is well, in France. yeah. The, honestly, the France movie will be a holding pattern for those with a fast pass for, uh, for Ratatouille. All right, so you can't think of anything in Epcot besides that. Uh, yeah, just those two attractions. I like I like everything else. I like Test Track. I like I love Mission Space. Well, I love the old Mission Space. Um, Jeremy Irons style. Oh, uh, Spaceship Earth is a must. Oh, Spaceship Earth. Tra- yeah, no. yeah, that's a Mission must Space. Do. Mission Space is fucking horrible. I it love that wanna, ride. It makes me want to have a like a. I just want to die. Yeah. Love that time. ride. So uh, Magic your number King- one most hated. Not most hated, I guess. Most unmemorable, get rid of it, no one would give a fuck attraction in Walt Disney World, Scott. Is is Stitch still open? No. <laughs> that doesn't count. You cheating motherfucker. You could probably get rid of... Uh, I hate to say this because I I do like the movie. Uh, you could probably get rid of the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. That is a cop out. Everyone knows that shit. That's Stacy attraction. Pick another. I like one. it. That's I like garbage. It, but you could get rid of it. Pick another one. That's trash. You you copped out. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't think you can get rid of anything else in Magic Kingdom. I like everything. And else. No one. No one said Magic Kingdom. Everyone. I, I said Walt Disney World. I, I I don't know if there's any other underrated. The answer. The answer is. The answer is obvious. What's that? It's the Tomorrowland Speedway. Oh yeah. You know what? You're right. I forgot about that one because what I would like to see that updated. And if uh, like I, I said this on an episode way back in the day when I fucking hate the entire attraction, when Disneyland first opened, when Disneyland first opened, if you go back and watch the opening day video of Disneyland, Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. are driving cars on Autopia in Disneyland. There is no track. If you got rid of that track and made that an actual like roadway where people could drive on it it would be fun you think that could happen in today's climate today's no, social people, climate no because oh that kid hit my kid i want to sue the whole planet it's never gonna happen dude i know i know i just i don't know you're right that that could go away that could definitely go away that's that's obviously everyone's number one mm-hmm. um to give my opinion this is not a question we got asked um so 
getting rid of things it, it, it and it is a tough question um Tomorrowland Speedway is obviously my number one number two would have to be oh wait 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 enchanted or the um uh the flying carpets <laughs> get rid of those Oh, you mean the re-themed Dumbo? Yeah, get rid with of the it. S- with the spitting shitty camel. Yep, that, get rid of it. I'm not even going to mention that because it's not all necessary. that. All that does and, any and spinning ride, Triceratops spin. Uh, what's the dino coaster? Well, the no, barn no, no, store. No. That that shit's all implied. No, no, I don't have a problem with dino uh, with um, uh, Hector. Uh, what is it? Chester and Hester's dino spin because. That is that doesn't take it's away from anything. Triceratops spin. It, you, Triceratops spin. It's that fucking horrible. Take, it's the same fucking ride. But it, but it doesn't it doesn't cause any problems. It's a cloudy Alad- ride. The whole Dino Land can get fucking right. blown up. But Aladdin's magic carpets don't offer anything good to the ride, and all it does is create a logjam of people walking through tomorrow or walking through uh, Adventureland. Adventureland. No, I get it. That's that's my problem. Um. So that that ride can obviously go away, but Dino Land, my number two is gonna be Dino Land as a whole. Yeah, other than Dinosaur, I like Dinosaur. No, no, and, and I don't consider Dinosaur in, in Dino Land. That Carney area, that's my yep. whole number two. Yeah, I, I'd on, say, on, on this, question. I'd say that needs a retheme. That's probably that's pro- after the fiftieth. That's probably on the chopping block. And my number three is gonna be real controversial. I uh. You know, it, it's weird for me to say, but I think a lot of people like Tom Sawyer's Island. But but do something with that. I no would, one fucking I would, goes there. I would miss it if it's gone because it's... And that's what mem- I'm saying. It's a memory I have of a kid, again, goes back to Disneyland, of a kid walking around the island and going through the tunnels and acting like Tom Sawyer. But if it went away, if they filled up the rivers of America for an actual land, I'd be okay with that. that that's what I'm saying, though. It's a lot that's of space, man. I, I don't want to piss people off, but Tom Sawyer's Island is such a unique area in the park that so much could be done with. It is. It's a lot of space. It's a lot of space. It's That space is more than what they will use for um more than more than what they would use for the tron roller coaster and uh seven dwarves mine train combined it it could definitely be utilized better it's time it's time to move on from tom sawyer's island so we got time for one more before we cut the show off all right scott so the last one that we have is the top three characters that you would want to meet that aren't currently in the parks all right, so in in Walt Disney World, let me let me add. Right, right. Yes. So, um, n- number three, uh, and, and this is this is uh, this character is on is in the parks on very 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 rare occasion, like once a year. So I don't consider it a regular character, and that's sure, no, Robin, that's fine. That's fine. And that's Robin Hood, the Ooh, fox. Yeah, yeah, good one. Robin Hood is one of my favorite movies of all time. A, it's fucking amazing. It really is. It's a great movie. Um, I I love every iteration of the Robin Hood series, you know, because of my time in the London. 
Um, you like you like Men in Tights, don't you? I do love Men, dude. That is one of my favorite movies <laughs> of all time. <laughs> I just wanted you to say yeah, so I can get that that clip of you saying yeah, I like Men in Tights. I do love Men in Tights. Um, Let's save that. Did you, did you say Abe Lincoln or Hey Blinken? <laughs> um, the Incredible Mr. Lincoln, or no? Number three would be Robin Hood. Um, number two. I, it, number three is easy to come up with. Number two is hard. You're trying to you're trying to plan them out too hard, dude. I am. Number two would probably have to be uh, the Ducktales crew. You guys mentioned that on the you show. You gotta pick one. You gotta pick one. Then it's Launchpad, man. Launchpad McQuack is amazing. Go. Yeah. I I love the Ducktales series. I love the new series La- and Launchpad McQuack. Oh, Mr. McD, I'm so sorry. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a Canadian accent he's it, got going it's, on. It's like if an Australian and a Canadian fucking yeah, had a love yeah. child. Uh, Launchpad McQuack. I definitely want to meet him. Number one, um, man, no, uh, no, you know what? No brainer, no brainer. Number really? one, number one, Tony Stark. That's that's impossible. What I know you, it's impossible. Unless you have Robert Downey Jr. come to the parks, everyone's going to be fucking pissed. How awesome would it be to have a meet and greet at one of the bars with Tony Stark? Because he's our Marvel hero. He right, drinks. He's fantastic, absolutely. He, he drinks. He fucks his secretary. <laughs> He's married to her now, you asshole. <laughs> he's married to her now. He fucks his wife. Uh, but he he drinks. He's the ultimate like three. He's the ultimate cheater of all the of all of the uh, the Marvel superheroes. He's the ultimate cheater. And Captain America has missionary position. Iron Man is doggy style. There we go. So so you have it. This is Scott's top threes. And before before Scott goes, before he goes, I want to give him one more off the cuff that he wasn't aware of. Top three Mickey costumes in Walt Disney World. So we have Safari Mickey. We have Sorcerer Mickey. We have uh, Tuxedo Mickey. What are your top three Mickeys? All right. So number three is um, if you go to the Hollywood and Vine restaurant, it's kind of like uh, 1920s Hollywood director Mickey. He's got like a beret on and uh, it's like plaid clothes. I like that one. So that's my number three. Good one. N- number two is uh, Sorcerer Mickey. I, I just think that's that's a that's one you can't you can't go wrong with. Oh yeah. Number one, classic. Just the the red pants with the yellow buttons. There you go. I wish that one was in the park, and that's what bothers me so much with it. I want those red fucking pants, and I want those big fucking golden shoes. Give me that. Very shit. rarely it's, do you it, see it in the parks. It's nowhere, and it's really depressing. The, no, the only time you'll see it is at the if you go if you're in Epcot during like January February. Or uh, September and early October when they're doing the college program training phases, and the character Palooza right outside of uh, right outside of the America Pavilion, you may find classic Mickey right there. Very rarely, though. Classic I mean, Mickey doesn't I've, really I've exist. I've never seen it, and and that is, and I think that's my number one Mickey too. 
But that was a uh, that was a little off the cuff for Scott for the uh, the top three Mickey's in the park. That now, one was let, easy. That that was I that I don't know I I feel like a lot of people love the the Mickey you see in the parks with his tuxedo. A lot of people love Talking Mickey with his magician. I've outfit. never I've never been to Talking um, Mickey. I like Safari Mickey. Yeah, why not? I mean, Safari Mickey's fun. He's just got so many he's got so many hats. Yeah. Um, Mickey wears a lot of hats. Just like Barbie. He does everything. So for this semi this semi long short episode, Scott. It's an you hour. Us, you want you want to give us a sign off? Yeah. Um you know, I missed you guys last week. I I love I love doing the show and uh, just scheduling wise it just didn't work out. So uh, uh, you know, glad glad to glad to talk to you guys for for a little bit. Um, so thanks. So there it is. So the scheduling conflict was my fault. It's the reason that Scott was on the show last week. Um, I do apologize, but uh, I'm glad we got to get to talk to Scott. I'm glad you guys got to hear from Scott this week. Um, I know you guys all miss his sultry, big-haired, bird-chested voice. So I'm glad that uh, that everyone's here and everyone's getting to hear it. So until next week, we're going to be recording on Sunday. You guys are going to hear our fucking show every other week. This is just a special episode with me and the hair. So until next time, wait, there wait, you go. Can, can can you do my? So I can't. I don't. I can't. I can't do it. Do it for us. So from all of us here at Three Sheets of Mouse, uh, which is just me and Trenton right now, but from all of us here at Three Sheets of Mouse, thank you for making our show part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time, this time, and until next time, so long for just a while. And thank you! I've been drinking all night, but never for fucking five hours.